If you got your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the Gospel account of John, chapter 21. John 21. For some weeks now, we've been on the subject of becoming a disciple of Jesus. And uh, we've covered quite a bit of scripture and, and ground in that regard. And how many have a desire to be his disciple? Not a believer only, but to be a true disciple, a real disciple. And you'll see in our text that we read, he said, uh, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples. Indeed, you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. Continuing in his word, and if you look at the whole passage and other phrases that are used that way, it obviously involves doing his word. And... uh, I want us to begin a new series this morning that ties in with that series. It builds off the previous series. And uh, it's called The Words of Jesus. The Words of Jesus. In John 21, down about verse uh, 15, Jesus has Speaking to Peter, verse 15, when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? What did he ask him? Do you love me more than these? Do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, that's good. I just wanted to hear you say it. Because now that you said it, I know it. That's good. I'd just like to hear you say it. <laughs> no, what did he say? Feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again the second time. Everybody say, second time. time. Simon. Now, don't just read this historically. Put yourself in his shoes. What if Jesus, the head of the church, is looking at you? He's calling your name. Thomas. Betty. Susan. Keith. Do you love me? This is the second time. And he says what? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. And so he said to him what? Well, then feed my sheep. Is saying you love the Lord the final evidence that you love him? No, it is not. It's not. What's he say? Is he saying, do you love me? Then do what I say. Is he saying that? Do we see this in other scripture? Yes, we do. The third time, verse 17. Somebody say number three. He said to him the third time. Now put yourself in Peter's shoes. Simon. Keith, Mary, Joe, Bob, 
Do you love me? This is the head of the church talking. Is it a big deal whether we love him or not? It's the biggest. Now, I'm going to touch on some things today that you may have heard. And you have to watch about thinking you know it. Just because you've heard something and know something doesn't mean you're doing it. And you could deceive your own self. Loving him is the big issue. It's not how much you think you know about him. It's not how much you think you know about the Bible. It's not how much you think you know about faith. How much you think you know about righteousness or prosperity. How much you think you know about prophecy. The big issue is what? Do you love Jesus? There's folks that rarely talk about him anymore. They're caught up in the organization of church. They're emphasizing this. They're emphasizing that. They're talking about doing good. They're talking about politics, end times. They're talking about nations. But how many know this is it right here? Do you love the Lord Jesus? That's the big one. Do you love him? How would you know if you love him? The third time he says, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Do you love me? Why would he ask him like this again and again and again? By this time, put yourself in Peter's shoes. By this time, what are you thinking? What do you say? It's like, I don't know what to say. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Do you love me? Do what I say. Do you love me, Peter? Yeah, you know I do. Then do what I say. Peter. Uh Uh-huh. Do you love me? I thought I did. I think so. Now, what did he say this time? Uh, You know whether I do or not. You know I do. I do. Then he says, then what? Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. Jesus said to him, then feed my sheep. The big issue is our love for him. And it is demonstrated not in us saying we love him. But in us doing what he says. Is this true? Go back to the 14th chapter please. John 14. We saw this in the previous series. And we're building from this. Verse 21. John 14, 21. Jesus said. He that has my commandments. And keeps them. He it is. That loves me. Who loves him? Those that keep. And do. Those that reverence his words. 
those to whom his words are everything. That's the one that loves him. He that loves me shall be loved of my Father. I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, not Iscariot, a different Judas, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? How are you going to do that? How are we going to see you? Are you going to be real to us? We're going to know you. You're going to show yourself to us, but you're not going to show yourself to them. Is it so that right now today, there are people on this planet to whom God is not real at all? From what they perceive and see and know, there is no God. And that's what they believe. Jesus is not real to them at all. They don't know him. Anything they'd know about him would be like some historical figure that lived and died centuries ago. He is not real to them. And yet there are other people on the planet. Jesus is as real to them as their breath. He's more real to them than human people that they associate with. Living people, I'm trying to say. Flesh and blood. Do you want Jesus to be real to you? Can he be more real to you than he is right now? Is this worth emphasizing? Is this worth keeping in front of yourself day and night, day and night? If it's up to me whether Jesus is more real to me or not, and there's something I can do that would allow him to show himself to me and make himself more real to me, why wouldn't that be number one on my list? Well, that's what this series is about. I want us to put our faith on this. I want us to release faith for Jesus to manifest himself to us. I want us to stand on this word. He said he would manifest himself to us. Didn't he say it? If we would do what? Keep his words. Keep reading. Keep reading. Verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, If a man loves me, he'll do what? He will keep my words. How do we know who loves the Lord? The ones who keep his words. Keep means to treasure, to respect, to receive, to guard, to do, to practice his words. I think that's the single greatest thing. That Phyllis and I and many of you might say the same thing. Received through Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry. There was a time years ago I didn't know him at all. Never heard of him. And the Lord led me to his ministry. I grew up around church. My grandmother was the secretary treasurer of the first Pentecostal church in the area. Had been for 40 years and I'd heard about healing and speaking in tongues, and I'd heard a lot of preaching. But there was something I didn't have that I got from him, Brother Hagin, as I began to hear him and associate with him. And that was this love for the Word. 
This giving the word first place in your life. Letting the word rule your life. Even though I'd been around church for years, I didn't have that. His words are not advisory. Now why would I say that? People treat them like they are. Christians, church going people treat them like you can take them or you can leave them. You can do them or not do them. You can think about them for 10 years. You can reason about them and argue about them and they're kind of advisory. They're supplemental to life. Take them and use them to help you out here and there. To millions of Christians, his words are advisory. Not to a true disciple. To a true disciple, his words are the only way. His words are the truth. His words are the life. His words are your life. And when he says it, there is no more discussion. There is no more debate. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter what they said or think about it. When he said it, it's time to do it. We got people all over the place. We got people in this church. Been here for years. Heard teachings on numerous different things. And are still debating on whether or not they're going to submit. Whether or not they're going to forgive. Whether or not they're going to walk in love. Time just keeps clicking by. They're still wrestling with it. Well, y'all pray for me. It's hard. Hard to do the word. Only when you're unwilling. Only when you're uncommitted. When you've already made the choice. If he said it, that's it. He's the master. There's a lot of people talk about the word, but there's not nearly as many that live what we're talking about right now. They live like this. When they hear it, when they see it, they immediately implement it. Their life changes. Regardless of how they feel about it or anybody else feels about it. Perhaps the biggest hindrance to being a disciple of the Lord is your own life. That's why Jesus said in Luke 14... If you, and Matthew, he talks about it, you can't love, I'll put them together, mother, father, brother, sister, child, husband, wife, you cannot love them more than me and be my disciple. What if he says something and they say something else? People act like there's this big problem. Well, I got a problem though because my wife this and my husband this and... And so and so, why do you have a problem? 
Well, it's a conflict and it's a, where's the problem? You haven't made up your mind who your master is. You know, it's kind of like this. Have you ever uh, had somebody trying to talk to you and somebody on the phone at the same time? You're on the phone trying to talk to them and somebody's trying to talk to you. (laughs) Did it ever annoy you? (laughs) There's no reason to be annoyed. Well, why are they trying to talk to me while I'm trying to talk to them? It's your fault you're annoyed. My fault, yeah. Yeah, your fault. Why? It's not complicated. Who's the most important one trying to talk to you? Whoever's the most important one, whoever has the greatest authority in your life trying to talk to you, you should, without delay, put the other one on hold. And listen to them. If you keep trying to vacillate between them and you're frustrated, it's just simply because you haven't made a decision what's important. It's no problem at all if you know. You know, if your boss is trying to talk to you and you're on the phone with your friend, shouldn't be a problem. Boss comes up, you go, excuse me, either hold or hang up. Pay attention to this. Then when you're through with that, if you got time and it's okay, you can talk to the other. But see, people are doing that all over the place, aren't they? They're like, oh, I know the Bible said this, but men, they don't want me to do that. And, and so-and-so said this. And you don't know who your master is. You're not giving the word first place in your life. And you don't love the Lord enough. You love other stuff. Well, you can tell we're going to have a lot of fun in this series, (laughs) can't you? Man, we're already off in a big way here. But I'm excited about the side of it, of him manifesting himself to us. See, people have missed the mark because you still got millions of Christians pleading with the Lord to show himself to them. Oh, Lord, I want to know you. Oh, Lord, I want you to be real to me. Oh, Lord, I want you to show yourself to me. He didn't say whoever begs the longest and fasts the most. I'm going to show myself to. See, it's easier to do that than to do what he said. He's already told us exactly how he's going to make himself real to us. Oh, friends... Friends, family, Jesus could make himself so real in this auditorium, in this place, until the very presence of God just permeates your hair. Until from time you set foot on the parking lot, it's like he's standing there holding your hand. And not just in here, but in your house. In your bedroom, in your car. But it doesn't come by doing all the religious stuff that people want to do. It comes by doing what he said to do. It's not just pleading and begging and praying and crying and wanting and needing. It's doing. Doing. So much revelation you can't get 
with a Bible and a concordance. So much of the revelation of God you can't get in any service or seminar. Did you hear me? You only get it when you act on it. When you put it into practice in your life. Then what was theory or principle becomes experience. Becomes reality. And the experience is Jesus manifesting himself to you personally. Isn't that what the other thing said? Our other text about being a disciple. Those who are truly his disciples who continue in his word are the ones who are going to know the truth. Experience the truth. And the truth is going to make you oh, free from every fear, free from every bondage, free from ungodly tradition and junk and what other people have said about Jesus that's not true. You're not going to be dependent on other people to know him. You're going to know him for yourself. Too many know God vicariously. Through others. He's not real to them personally. That's why so many are so easily misled. People can come along and say, This is the Lord, and they go, Whoopee, and just run away with it. And it's not the Lord. And they should have known. We're not to be any longer little children tossed to and fro, carried about with every doctrinal wind, and people coming along saying they know something. How do we know if they know the Lord? Same way. Go to 1 John. 1 John, 2nd chapter, 3rd verse. I'm going to read this out of the, uh, the English version. 1 John 2, 3 says, If we obey God's commands, then we are sure that we know Him. How can you tell you know Him? By doing what he says. If someone says that he knows him. But does not obey his commands. Such a person is a liar. There's no truth in him. But whoever obeys his word. Is the one whose love for God. Has really been made perfect. This is how we can be sure we're in union with God. Whoever says he remains in union with God. Should live just as Jesus did. How can we tell who really knows God? People that do, 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 practice, live, do these words. Not debate about them. Not procrastinate about them. Do them. If the word says love, then what do you do? Doesn't make any difference how you feel. What they said. What they did. If the word says forgive, what do you do? You do it by faith. I don't care how you feel or what they said or did. doesn't matter. And folks that claim they know all this stuff about God, but they're struggling with doing it. What does that prove? They don't really know Him. And they don't really love Him. If you love Him, there's no argument. You do it. If the Word says give, you give. If the Word says obey, Submit, honor, you do it. 
Whether you like this or like that or you don't or you feel like it. See, immature, unspiritual people are always talking about how they feel. That's one of the big indicators. Well, I just feel. I feel strongly. I just don't feel. I know that it says that, but I just don't feel. I know the Lord said he forgave me, but I just don't feel like he loves me. I don't, I don't feel like I used to. And I don't know what's wrong, but just lately I just don't feel that old spark and fire like I used to. I just, I don't know. So your feelings are your master. Not Jesus. And people live their whole life. They make their decisions. Whether they do it or whether they don't do it. Based on how they feel about it. Say it out loud. Not me. me. I don't live by my feelings. Feelings Feelings are not my master. Jesus is my master. master. His word word. is the final authority. In my life. When he says it. That's it. No more debate. No more discussion. No procrastination. No delay. Do it. Do it. And how many know that's also the key to miracles? Isn't it? Isn't it what Jesus' mother said to him? Whatever he says to you. Do it. And they did it. And what happened? Miracles. Miracles. Did they see a manifestation? In fact, it says in that chapter, the Lord manifested forth His glory. Did they see the glory of the Lord on that day and in that situation? How did they see it? Not by telling the Lord how much they loved Him. How did they see it? By when He told them to do something, they did it immediately without arguing, without reasoning. They did it. Brother Keith, are you saying just obey blindly, not knowing why or how, or not understanding what it means? Or Yes! 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 Just do what he said. Yes. <laughs> and that will demonstrate what? That will prove that you really do. Love Him. It'll prove it. You're there in 1 John 2, aren't you? You still there? Why don't people do that? I'm particularly about people at church going, folks. 1 John 2 and 15, notice this. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust or strong desire of the flesh, the lust, strong desire of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Why do people not love the Lord like they should and obey Him? They love something else. Now, when you say the world, that has kind of a religious connotation, and people say it and don't even know what they mean, but 
2 Timothy 4, don't turn there, but 2 Timothy 4.10, Paul said by the Spirit, he said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved what? Here's the man that was in the ministry with Paul. How many think Paul's ministry was a good ministry? You might have been surprised, though, if you'd have been there with him, how much like our modern-day ministries here or anywhere else it would have been. What do you mean by that? Well, you got natural life. You got natural things to do. A lot of it's just work. He must not have been seeing halos around Paul's head every day for him to say, you know, I'm through with this. I'm going to Vegas. I'm missing out on stuff. All these campaigns. Preaching. And sometimes Paul goes long, man. It's common for him to go, you know, three hours. He has gone eight hours. More than once. More than one instance in the book of Acts refers to him going some seven, eight, nine hours. You thought I went long. (laughs) Is it that things go so long or that people are so carnal? He said, Demas has forsaken me. He left Paul. How many know Paul is a God-called man? He's a God-anointed man. He's preaching the real gospel. He's doing a super important work. And yet this man got to the place where he wanted something else. You know, Phyllis and I, during the course of the church, we've been here long enough now, where we've had a number of people come, a number of people go, and then people come back. And, you know, as leaders, I always want to check up on myself. If somebody leaves, I want to know, did we do something wrong? Did some of our people do something wrong? But again and again and again I'm seeing... People just get tired of serving God. They just want to do something else. They just rather sleep in. They'd rather stay up late and party and not come to church. They'd rather spend the money on Saturday night than give it in the offering. They'd just rather, they just don't love the Lord. Now, there's nothing we could do to fix that. Do you understand that? I don't mean to say we've never made any mistakes, but I'm just saying so much of it does fall under this category. It's just a lack of commitment of people, not to us, not just to the church, to the Lord. The commitment to the Lord, it's just not there. When people tell you, well, you know, why haven't you been to church in the last six months? Well, you know, I like everybody to church, but you know, I like to work in my flower beds. On Sunday. That's my day. I like to get out there and just take my time. And They don't love the Lord. Did you hear me? Now they say they do. But if you did. The word says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Didn't it? Among many other things. If you love him. You're going to do what he said. 
but people's love of their own life in this present world is the thing that's leading them away from the Lord. They love that more than they love Him. And there's more than one thing in this area. John 12, you don't have to turn there, but John 12, 43 says they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. A lot of people, God, they can't see Him. He's spirit. Our, your relationship with Him is by faith. And so people they can see and hear and feel are more real to them than God. And they, it's more important to them that they please people than God. If you love the Lord... You're willing to please Him if it displeases other folks. If you're unwilling to displease them to obey the Lord, who do you love more? Them, no matter what you say. And that's why He said, if you love mother or father more than me, you love brother or sister, you love son or daughter, you love wife or husband more than me, and your own life more than me, what did He say? You cannot be my disciple. You can't be my disciple. You can't. And how many understand that also is saying you can't become like me in this life. Because that's what being a disciple is. Well, this is really an introduction to this series. If it's so that if you love the Lord, you're going to do his words. How many would decide in here already and say, I love the Lord? How are we going to prove it? We are going to do His words. Well, you got to know what He said. We are on a quest then. We are on a red letter expedition. What do you mean? The series is called The Words of Jesus. And we're going to start, for now at least, in the book of John. And we're going to look at every red letter. There's a lot of them, isn't it? There's a lot of them. How long is that going to take? I don't know. really doesn't matter. We're going to look at every red letter. Every red letter. How many understand? It doesn't get any more important than Jesus. And it doesn't get any more important than what Jesus said. I think so many times folks have gotten distracted and they're majoring on the minors and they're spending all this time and effort on this and that and it's a trick of the enemy to keep you away from emphasizing Jesus and doing what he said do. Let's major on the majors. Let's emphasize the important. We're going to ask ourselves three questions at every red letter we see. Hmm? Number one, do we know who is talking? Do we know who is saying this? Do we know who he is? Do we know how important he is? Do we know it's the master? Do we know it's the head of the church? Do we know who's speaking? Secondly, Do we understand what he's saying to us? Do we understand what he's telling us to do? 
To a true disciple, when the Lord speaks, it's not, are we going to do it? It's just, how do we do it? How do I put this into practice? How do I implement this? Not, am I going to do it? That should already be settled. How am I going to do it? So, we're believing God for revelation and understanding in every one of these red letter passages. We're going to acknowledge this is important. The Master said it. I love Him. I'm going to prove it. How many know what number three would be? Am I doing it? Am I doing this? And if you're not, do I love Him? If I love Him, I'm going to do it. And if I love Him and I do it, what happens next? He will manifest. Oh, oh. All the stuff we've been praying about and looking about from all these other, the move of God, the manifestations of the Spirit, it's all right here. It's all right here. And it's futile for us to beg for it. He told us what to do. Do it, and I'll manifest myself to you. I'm excited. Because we're going to camp on it, and we're going to look at it, we're going to hear it, we're going to do it. And tell me what's going to happen when we do it. What's going to happen? He's going to manifest himself. You can go ahead and advertise it to your friends. And tell them, man, Jesus is manifesting himself to us. We are having the move of God. Glory to God. Could you cut it off? Could you stop it? Yeah. By getting passive and seeing things and refusing to do them or putting it off or procrastinating and reasoning and wrangling. Then what will happen? God will cease to be as real to you. Jesus will cease to be as real to you. You'll get colder. Things will get duller. Things will get harder. And you just keep not doing and not doing and not doing. He can be as distant to you as like an unsaved person. I'm unwilling to live that way. How about you? I am unwilling to live that kind of life. It's not the will of God. I don't have to. I'm not satisfied with him being as real to me as he has been. I'm thankful for it, but I'm not satisfied with it. How about you? I'm not willing to stay where I am in the revelation of the Lord. I'm not willing to stay where I am in the measure of His reality to me. I must have more. I said I must have more. He must be more real to me. I must see more of Him. I must experience more of Him. And I see now, there's no need in me begging, begging, begging. Lord, show yourself to me. Show yourself to me. Oh, I want to see you. Oh, I want to see you. That's ignoring what he said. He told me exactly how I can see more of him. Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he? So what are we going to do? We're going to look at what he said. We're going to listen to what he said. When I say, okay, turn to chapter 1 in John. You're going to look at it, and when you see red letters, you're going to go, oh. 
red letters. Come on, show me how you're going to do it. Show me. Oh, 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 red letters. Red letters. <laughs> I'm not just being silly. Show me again. Show me again. We, we go. Oh, oh, red letters. It's the master talking. It's the master. Then what are we going to do? What did he say? What does that mean? How does that apply to me? How do I do that? And as soon as you know, as soon as you know, you put her in gear. You put her in gear. You let out on the clutch. You press the accelerator. You do it. You put it into practice. And now tell me what else happens. What happens after that? He manifests himself. He becomes more real to you. You see a part of him you never saw before. Oh, glory to God. Is anything more important than this? No. Well, it's happening. And it's already begun. It's happening here. And it'll happen with all our brethren Watching by internet, all around the world, everywhere people that join later in the week and download the services, they'll be sitting at the cyber cafe. They'll be sitting at their uh, their bedroom or their office or their living room, and they'll hear it, and they'll see it, and they'll do it, and Jesus will manifest himself to them in Canada, Central America, Australia, Africa, Europe, South Louisiana. Northern Maine, San Francisco, Jesus will manifest, manifest. Somebody say manifest, manifest. Jesus will manifest, manifest. Isn't this what you're hungry for? You don't just want to see me. I don't want to just see you. We must see him. I'll stand up on your feet and praise him. Oh, Lord, we worship you. Lift your hands. Lift your hearts. Lift your words. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. 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 This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.